All right, welcome back, everybody. We're back in here with the Pro Football Pod. We're a man down this week. Our buddy and uh, resident fellow Austin is taking a trip down to Florida to spend the weekend in the sunshine handling that, you know, some family business going on. So uh, me and Coach are here holding down the ship for you. What's going on, Coach? How's it going, man? It's another week. It's fucking draft week, dude, finally. Draft week. There you go. It is fucking uh, this this week is Christmas for me. Like this is my favorite week of the <laughs> NFL season all year long. Like the, the Dolphins not having a first pick does take some of the luster out of it for me in general, which it's going to do that for every fan if they don't have a first round pick. But man, dude, like I just it's it's we've talked about it, man. It's the I feel less it's stressed, nothing but it's nothing but hope. This time, last year and every other year, like whenever we're in this massive rebuild where we need all this extra talent as a Dolphin, like it's so stressful. Who are we going to take in the first? Whenever we took Noah Igbenogany and it's like, yo, what the fuck was that? Who is this guy? We just had Xavier Howard. He's he's awesome. Why are we taking a corner in the first? And like that type of stuff happens all the time. I mean, Thank Charles you, Harris. Morris. Yeah. It's been nonstop. Which so I've seen, I've seen some rumors about a package of like Noah, Cedric Wilson, and like a fourth round draft pick to the Vikings for Dalvin Cook. Like apparently Cook wants to come to Miami, and we've seen guys like Tyree Kill and Jalen Ramsey. Like when they want to go somewhere, they carry a lot of weight with that. And so if he gets cut, I think that's what the Dolphins are waiting on. Because exactly. they can bring them in at a bargain for a one-year deal. Bang. With Raheem and Jeff Wilson and now He's Dalvin not forced Cook. to carry the whole workload. He'll exactly. obviously be the feature guy. But it's like, hey, you know, take a breather. Let Raheem run this drive real quick. Or, hey, let, let's, let Jeff take it from inside the 40. And it's not like worrying like Alexander Madison's about to take your shit. It's like, yo, this is a championship caliber team trying to go all the way. Let's keep everyone fresh. You and like, are a missing ingredient to what they've exactly. been missing to his whole tenure. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins' whole tenure, since Ricky Williams and Ronnie right. Brown, who have we had? We've had nobody. One Miles Sanders was supposed to be some. One yeah. season of Reggie Bush. Like, we get these one seasons out of these guys, like, and that's all we get out of them. Like, we had one decent season out of Kalen Balazs, and we thought, oh, my God, next man up. And it's just like, nope. Nope. Like, and then, if the uh, Dolphins had a first-round pick, everything in me would be screaming Bijan Robinson. I know it wouldn't happen, <laughs> but that's, I, that's all I would – that's why I'm glad they don't because I would get insufferable with the Bijan Robinson talk. Who was uh, Lamar Miller? Was that the other? Uh... Lamar Miller. Thank you. Yes, I knew there was one I was missing. He went yep. to the U. Like, and then went to with... Houston he after had, yeah, we picked. He had yeah. like two Pro Bowl seasons with the Dolphins. Like <clears> but never seasons, never became the. And then fell off. Yeah, he was supposed to be the guy. And then whenever we didn't pay him and Houston did, they totally fucked themselves like they always do. Yep. Well, we've got a – we're – we promised it to you, so we've got the mock draft this week here for you, the live mock draft, alternating picks here. We're going to go with the premise of 
what do we think these teams are going to do based on scheme, based on needs, based on just general news out there and rumors and what rumors we trust, what rumors we don't. Um, don't have much news for you other than it's official. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. So the AFC just got that much tougher. Now, I mean, we've discussed it at length, so I don't really want to get into it too much. But I do have to ask a legit question of where do you think the Jets finish? Like, what is a realistic thought of a record for them? Now, granted, we haven't seen the schedule, anything like that. You know it's New York. They have an all-time quarterback now. The Jets are going to be on prime time at least five times next season. Absolutely. I think that the Jets-Bills, the Jets-Dolphins games are going to be definitely, if they're not primetime, they're going to be flexed at the end of the year to primetime. One of each will both be primetime. Like, I think you get one of each. I think the Jets are going to have a winning season. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think that they're going to potentially contend. I don't see them being – I think that the Bills are going to be the team that falls up by the wayside. I mean, as a Dolphins fan, that's that's the thought. But their roster is really just heading in a downward slope while ours is heading in such an upward slope. There's this uh, guy on YouTube. He's a Packers fan. He does, like, little shorts, reactions to things. And he really said it best. Like, he showed the Dolphins fan reaction and said, well, I'm really glad we've got a good defense now. And then he showed the Bills fan reaction, and it was just like, well – I guess third place isn't that bad. And it's like, man, that's kind of like where it's going to be at. I think the bills are, I, I think, yeah, we talked about it last week, dude, like I, how their window is closing. And I think their fans are seeing that. I think honestly, I, I think the dolphins and jets are the battle for first place. And like you said, bills end up being the odd men out just because the jets are this, they've anything like, an all-time quarterback like that coming into a young, talented roster like the Jets and a quarterback essentially who feels slighted. Like, it's just that the fire that team's going to have, like the Jets are going to be a team that is going to absolutely, like, just be be one to watch. Not because it's New York, so they get talked about, but I legit, I think they'll win double-digit games next season. One of the things that we did talk about a couple of weeks ago was that the Jets were not just a quarterback away. They were a quarterback and an offensive line away. Their Which offensive their line offensive was line young. Was decimated by injuries. And that's exactly. If they can stay healthy, if they can keep the guys that they have, Mackay, Becton, and these guys are really fucking good. So if they can keep them, like they're going to be very solid. And Aaron Beckton needs looks a good, good in, in the offseat. He looks like he's dropped about fifty pounds Whew. and just leaned up a little. Makai looks good right now. Like if that O line stays healthy, and there's talks of them adding uh, Ben Jones, the center from the Titans. If they are able to add Ben Jones, and they're more than likely taking an offensive tackle at that first pick, I. That offensive line with that, I like you said, they just added the one other piece they needed. And I think they're going to be just, it's a dream season for the Jets. And I think they just have to look at that and accept it for what it is. It's just, you're getting one year of Rodgers, maybe two, depending on how he goes out this year. But the dude already had, he was 95% out the door this offseason. Now, just talking about the comps and what happened with um, the trade, 
So uh, the Jets swapped the pick, obviously. With the next year getting a first-round pick, if he starts 65%, I think that that was so huge for the Packers because the Jets are giving up a first-round pick next year. for the Jets, too, though. Yeah. Because I mean, if for some reason Aaron Rodgers gets hurt or... Or retires. Says, fuck this shit, I'm out. Gets hurt and then retires or, yeah, they're like 0-6 and he's like, yeah, fuck this. Like, exactly. Then it's a second-round pick. So it's still good value for the Jets. And it, I, to me, it was a... Fi- like... You rarely come out of a deal to where you feel like one side didn't get fucked. But I feel like, you know, that first round pick swap, that, you know, that makes sense. And the Jets are only going back two picks. And then, you know, that conditional pick next year. And then I think there's like a sixth round pick thrown in there as well. Just looking at this like NFL draft mock draft and giving us the second round pick this year. They've got pick 42 this year. Yes. Given us like the needs on these teams, the needs for Green Bay and the needs for the Jets at this point are vastly different. Green Bay needs quarterback, receiver, tight end, defensive line, safety. Whereas the Jets, it shows tackle and linebacker. Like, yeah, they have very good skill position players. They have a very good line. They have kind of everything. Their defense last year was top 10 in almost every category. The Jets are going to be scary. I think that the Dolphins, if the Dolphins can be exactly what the Dolphins are supposed to be, they'll be one of the five unbeatable teams it's, in the league. It's going to get said over and over all season. If Tua stays healthy. Tua stays healthy. But to me, it's two things. If Tua stays healthy and if Mike McDaniel shows the ability to adjust midseason, yes. Yes. which is what he failed to do during that losing streak, with Tua when he came back like yeah that was all it wasn't all Tua like it was oh fuck the defensive have kind of figured us out but let's see if we can kind of keep going with it and it just it I need to see adjustments and you know he's he's almost a certified genius so I kind of expect it to happen but let's go ahead and get into this mock draft like I said alternating picks here so, Colby, you wanted the first pick, so uh, you'll take the odds. I'll take the evens here. And then uh, let's see here. What do you uh, What do you got for the Panthers? Apparently, before we uh, you make this selection, <laughs> the Panthers, it came out that the GM and Frank Wright met. And essentially, I don't – I forget exactly the wording on it, but to analogy for it is they both wrote on a piece of paper which quarterback they wanted it and slid it to each other, and it was the same guy, and they were hyped about that. So they are taking a quarterback. Okay. And so, they agree on the guy. So, like, reports, Stroud's slipping down. Levis is getting more hype. Bryce Young's still the guy, but he's a little small. Like, so you're the Panthers here. What are you doing? I definitely don't see Levis. I think that's a big Reddit bullshit fucking like that's that's not what the Panthers are thinking because smart play long term, in my opinion, is you take CJ Stroud. Now, that's not going to be the Panthers opinion, apparently, because of the just pure talent behind Bryce Young. Now, because of the success that Tua specifically has had with being a timing thrower, being able to be in the pocket and make pinpoint accurate throws over the linebackers beneath the safeties it's already what alabama's kind of been doing with um bryce young i think that 
you can see uh, a universe where Bryce Young has a lot of success in the NFL based off of Tua's last season. So I think that with all the pieces they have, I think they go Bryce Young. I think that they should go CJ Stroud. But I think that they do go Bryce Young. See, but my thing is, is like Daniel Jeremiah, and he was an ex-NFL scout. He's a draft analyst for NFL Network, and he's one of my favorite guys out there over McShay, uh, Matt Miller, all those dudes. Like, I tr- I love Daniel Jeremiah. And everything he says about Bryce Young, if you hide his height, you take that away. He said all of his measurables, all of his comparables, statistics and everything link you up with Joe Burrow. So Bryce Young Damn. is Joe Burrow just four inches shorter. Like, so, I mean, and Bryce Young said it, like he has always been small and he has always been an elite quarterback at every level he's been at. So I like the pick. I agree. CJ Stroud, his build probably gives you a little more, you know, you're hitting a double. You're going with the safe double instead of swinging for the home run. But to me, Bryce is that type of home run to where he can turn that franchise around in a weak NFC and in a weak division. Now, do you believe D'Amico Ryans, or do you think that this is just a big old smokescreen? Dude, I, this, the Texans pick at number two at this point has become the biggest mystery to me. Like, there's so much smoke about them just not taking a quarterback now. I don't know how much of that is trying to tempt teams to trade, trade. up. Because D'Amico, you know, he's come from the 49ers to where they haven't really needed a quarterback. And, you know, they've got by on their defense. And he sees a solid defense, and he can add an elite person to it. Well, if he can, you know, try to convince a team like Seattle, a team like Detroit, a team like Vegas to come up to number two, still stay in that top ten and gain extra picks for the future – I don't disagree with it, especially, you know, if you don't, after Bryce Young, if you don't rate this quarterback class very highly. And to me, I think a lot of that smoke is saying Bryce Young's going number one and, and we wanted out him on the rest of the quarterbacks. So I think that that's a good point. And I think that with D'Amico, he was given like a five or six year contract because of the success that his defense had last year. They want to give him the chance to really build a defense. So I think that them going heavy defense this year and then looking at the quarterback class next year and saying, hey, if the guy that we have, if Davis Mills or whoever sucks ass this year and we end up in the same position, then next year we'll take one of the top quarterbacks and we'll take a bet on one of the three guys that we like instead of the one guy we like is gone and we're just not going to take this bet on the Ohio State guy actually being able to be a guy yeah and so you know for all that like i'd like to take a quarterback here for him but i do understand all the other variables in place and because we're not doing trades in this i'm taking will anderson jr for him alabama product D'Amico ryan's with the alabama connections so that's there now apparently there's a coach on the houston staff that also coached tyree wilson so there's been some chatter about him possibly being the guy at number two. To me, I think Will Anderson Jr. is more the safe bet just for his overall production of work. 
And like I said, the Alabama connection, it gives you that solidified guy on your defense. And, you know, you're just building for the future and take a quarterback next year with all of these guys that we've talked about endlessly. So Will Anderson Jr. for the Texans at number two. You're on the clock with the Cardinals at number three. I think that you made it really easy for me. The Cardinals have such a glaring need at defensive interior, and Jalen Carter is legitimately probably the best person in this draft class. He's just, we all saw his combine. I mean, he's just so big to be able to do what he can do physically. That's, he's going to be special. Everyone knows that he's going to be special as long as he works hard. Uh, Cardinals have been being made fun of a lot this week because of the whole um, Joey, no, not Joe, Nick Bosa telling him in the pre-interview that if you guys take that little quarterback at number one, I'm going to haunt you for the rest of my career. So I think that they have to make up for that with Jalen Carter. I like that. And, you know, if it wasn't for this off the field stuff and it being such like a serious matter and honestly, somebody in his circle should have had some awareness and told him, like, don't do your pro day. Like, you've gone through all this stuff, bro. You've been depressed, essentially. You've put on weight. Like, just don't do your pro day. You're not going to hurt yourself. They have the tape. Like, they don't need these certain measurables. You're an interior defensive lineman. Your 40 doesn't matter. Your bench press really doesn't matter. Like, once they get you in the building, they'll figure that out. Like, somebody should have told him. He's still going to go very high, but I think it's stuff like that to where, you know, I think that's what puts Willie Anderson Jr. over him. Obviously, they're different positions, different value, but... I agree. Jalen Carter, pound for pound, is probably the best athlete overall in this draft. So you don't go wrong at number three. Number four for the Indianapolis Colts. They're going quarterback. We all know they're going quarterback. They have to. I think they're going to go with Will Levis over C.J. Stroud. You think think they're going to go Will Levis over AR-15? I think there's just Will Levis's moxie and personality fits jim Ursay. well no, jim Ursay. look the, at uh pat o- mcafee and, and like yeah, that whole the that culture collar, that they're yeah well, he's also a manning camp guy like he's attended okay. the manning camp over and over so the mannings have you know a relationship with them and to me like his style of play his mobility, the willingness to run, the willingness to get those extra yards and drop a shoulder if need be, or you know, he's got some Josh. He's got a lot of Josh Allen to his game. He, like he's very built as well. He's not necessarily like a small he guy. He oh, he's, he's capable he's of taking those hits up over this off season. Like he has absolutely yeah. gotten ripped up. So. I think it's Will Levis at number four. Like I said, it's it's going to be one of those things to where it's going to get talked about like, oh, shit, Levis over C.J. Stroud. But he had a terrible offensive line in college this last year. Terrible weapons, terrible play calling. Like it, the writing on the wall for him was just it's not going to be good this season. But 2021, when he did have a few weapons like Wandale Robinson that ended up going to the New York Giants got and he had better play calling you were able to see like oh shit this guy might have something so i don't disagree with the pick but it is one of those like okay will levis versus cj stroud how does it shape up now 
top player on the board right now is Devin Witherspoon. Obviously, that's not a need for Seattle with who they took last year. Tariq Woolen fucking took the league by storm. They do have needs at interior line and D-line. This is obviously um, not a great position to draft those spots. Like, picking at five, if a person like C.J. Stroud is still on the board... And you have teams like Washington, Tennessee that have, I mean, there's there's going to be somebody that's going to be trying to trade up at this point for a quarterback, I think. I think that there's a likelihood during the draft we see this trick, this pick at least traded back a couple of picks so that the Lions can get the guy that they want or, you know, since so that the Raiders can get the guy that they want. If we're going to pick somebody, I think that they're probably going to go with interior linemen. The highest rated one is Kalijah Kansi. So I'd say that they probably go there if they're just going to pick here right now. Uh, okay. Defensive I, interior out of Pittsburgh. I don't know if Kansi goes that high. Like, I think that's they what would I mean. Maybe, yeah. I think they would maybe take Nolan Smith beforehand. Like, where they're at five and they're. With him just being so athletic. Positions. Well, their positions of need right at this point, there's no value. They still have another pick later on at pick 24. Yeah. So they still have that first round. Pick. I think with Geno Smith on another, you know, two to three year deal, bro, I think CJ Stroud would be you like, you really think that run. they'd go quarterback here? Like, I mean, I, I think that they're going to catch a lot wouldn't. of people off, off guard. Like, I don't see why you have this luxury. I agree. Of having this extra pick here because of the Russell Wilson trade. You did not think this pick was going to be in the top five overall. Like, you didn't think it was going to be coming from the Broncos, at least. So, like, to me, this is the kind of pick to where you're able to set your franchise up and keep the ball rolling. Like after Gino, see what he's got this next season. Was last season just a flash in the pan or was it real? And I mean, Gino's still on the plus side of 30. You let Gino play for the next season or two. You're not rushing CJ in at all because Gino, you know, Pro Bowl season. So he's not worried. And you just build that team for the future. Now, like, I don't know how long Pete Carroll's going to be around for. But again, like I said, the luxury of having two first-round picks. So if your need is not valuable at this pick, you're able to take a position of luxury, which in some cases would be a guy like Bijan Robinson or you know a top tight end off the board. Now, obviously, they like have Kev- Kenneth Walker. They're not going to exactly. take. I would say Bijan Robinson of Kenneth. And Walker then honestly, if they if they're their two receivers weren't really 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 special in DK and Lockett, then maybe someone like Jackson Smith as well. But I like the CJ Stroud. I. I've seen mocks where they're taking quarterback early. I don't think so. I think they're going to trade out of this pick. I think that even if they trade back a couple of spots and still get CJ Stroud, like they're going to see this as an opportunity to collect more assets because of Russell Wilson wanting out. So uh, we'll go CJ Stroud at five. Uh, is that what you want? You're the GM. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, okay. I, I see. Because, like you said, there's not a. The other thing that we would do is, I, like I said, I'd maybe take Nolan Smith, but I don't see them really wanting an edge. They've wise, got Nolan Smith is the only other guy I would be able to see here. I mean, I could see Skaronsky, just because he is projected at the next level more as a guard. 
than he is a tackle. So I could see Skaronski to try to build that O line. Like you, if they made that pick, I'm never gonna knock somebody on taking you know one of the best O linemen in the draft. Exactly. So what you got, Stroud here? Yep. All right. All right. Next on the board, Detroit Lions. Another team with another luxury pick here. You know they need wide receiver. They need tight end defensive interior on the line um i think pick number six overall here is a little too rich this is another team you know if the seahawks pass on stroud this is another team that could either look to take stroud or trade out of this pick so i i like what they did on defense and i like what they added i honestly i'm going with devin witherspoon on this pick because I like his tenacity on defense. He played in the Big Ten, so he's used to that, you know, that rough and tough NFC North-style type of football. He's a willing tackler. He's always around the ball. He's got great ball skills. He's the top corner in this draft overall. And number six, I mean, it's that's typically where the top corners and stuff about go, unless they're just off-the-wall elite. Honestly, ever since... um Jalen Ramsey win at five. Like there's been a corner going between three and six every single year. Jeff Akuda three. Uh, yeah. Wasn't there one number one overall a couple years ago? It's been a minute. What was since J- what was JC Horn? Was JC Horn J- number two? He was no. He was. Uh, I think he was number like eight in the draft. The Panthers okay. were like bottom of the back. Yeah. Of the back ten. Back yeah. of the ten. Um, so yeah, we're going with Devin Witherspoon on that for you there, because like I said, I just think Dan Campbell, I like what they added to defense. They added some, you know, defensive backs. They added a couple corners in free agency, but get the young guy in here. Let him learn. You just got rid of Jeff Akuda, replace him with another first round corner and, you know, keep that defense in motor city. I have been seeing, um, them taking Nolan Smith quite a bit as well to add like another super athletic piece on the other side so that they just went Aiden Hutchinson. Now they got Nolan Smith. And then whenever they pick at 18, taking uh, one of the skill position players, maybe tight end or wide receiver. So that's, it's like I said, I love double two first round picks because one of them is always a luxury because Devin Winderspoon, I mean, you don't have to take a corner because he's not necessarily in need but you're getting an instant playmaker on your team with a pick that you didn't expect to be coming this early. Now, I don't know if um, for the Raiders pick at seven, if Anthony Richardson fits into any of Josh McDaniel's system. I'm I'm glad you brought him up. I don't think he does. I think that CJ Stroud, Will Levis, both would be able to fit into that system a lot better. But just like this, what the... Baltimore Ravens did to build a system around Lamar Jackson. Not a lot of coaches are going to be willing to do whenever they're an offensive minded guy already. Um, So I think that they're definitely going to have to try to find ways to make. I think they roll with Jimmy G for a couple years, like at least this season willingly, just because of the system, you know, the relationship with Josh McDaniels, like, so I think I don't think they're necessarily looking at quarterback unless one now, of those top three guys falls to them. 
exactly. I don't think they're looking. I think that defense is what needs the most work on that team. That and their offensive line um, tackle. Yeah. They, they've lost a couple pieces throughout the offseason and, and last year. So I think that Skronsky here could be a big one. I think that whenever you look at some of the pieces like Nolan Smith, uh, Christian Gonzalez that are still left, I could see them taking Gonzalez. What would you say the weaker part of their uh, defensive backfield is? Is it more their corners or, or the safety position? Well, they they were the team that uh, – oh, no, sorry. I was looking ahead to the Falcons. My bad. Rewind. Uh, yeah, for the Raiders, I would say corner is probably their biggest need. Like, honestly, it's just DB overall. Like, they need corners and safety. Like So it's past, kind of – Yeah, their past defense last year was awful. Like, so to me, like, if you do take Christian Gonzalez here, the top corner on the – left on the board after Devin Witherspoon. I would not be mad at that at all. Like he's projected a top 10 pick. Nolan Smith also makes a lot of sense just because you get that other edge guy opposite of Max Crosby and just wreak havoc. So, I mean, I don't think that and Skaronsky too. Like, so to me, the Raiders, they have honestly so many needs. Like you can't really go wrong here. I think that Christian Gonzalez makes the most sense. Uh, just from a player that can make an impact right away, coming from Oregon, he's a, a he's got a, the size for the a corner position. So I think that he's going to be more likely to make a difference. Nolan Smith is kind of undersized for defensive end. He had amazing athletic like come out, but he's not exactly like what Aiden Hutchinson was last year. No, and I, yeah, he's definitely not Aiden Hutchinson, but Nolan Smith, I mean, he's one of those guys to where if you take him in the top 10, makes, okay, I, I can understand that. If you take him in the top 15, okay. Take him in the top 20, 25, okay, that makes sense. I mean, to me, it's like anywhere in those top 25, just depending on team needs and how the board falls, like, it makes sense. So he's one of those guys to me, like, like I mentioned earlier, like he's hitting a double, like you're getting a solid football player, but it's not necessarily projected to be like an absolute elite stud now. And like, it's because of the size six, two and a half, two forty is not what you're looking for at defensive. Unless end. you have like elite athleticism, which he it, does it kind of reminds me of Charles like, Harris though, like coming out in the first yeah. round, I think he's yeah. going to be more that mid, like you're saying, because of the size and speed. If he was the size of Max Crosby, then coming out of that athleticism, I mean, he'd be a top five pick, but yeah, I like the Christian Gonzalez pick. Like, I think that's a good pick there. Like I said, like you just, you need defense. And so you take, take the top defensive guy on the board right now. Like Tyree Wilson's still here, but I do think he'll probably end up coming up here at some point. Atlanta Falcons. I've got them up at number eight here right now. Now, what they've done on defense over this last season, uh, this off season, this off season <clears throat> has been awesome. Like, they added Jeff Akuda, They brought in Jesse Bates. Like, they've just added uh, Clayus Campbell. Like, they've just added defensive player after defensive player. Now, what I think, I think this is a spot that Tyree Wilson ends up going in. I think he's he doesn't have many tools as far as pass rush moves, 
but he's one of those guys to where he's six five, six six, you know, just chiseled out and just a hell of an athlete to where a little coaching, you know, a little learning down the road. And he has the athleticism to become, you know, one of the top pass rushers in the league. And, you know, they could add to their offense here a little bit. I think wide receiver might be an option like Jackson Smith and Jigba probably would make sense here as well. But I'm going with Tyree Wilson here just to give them that, you know, cherry on top of what they've done with that defense this offseason. So for the Bears, uh, I think that it's if Peter Skronsky actually falls all the way to nine, that it's a layup for them. I mean, that with everything that they've added to their offense in this offseason, skill position wise, to make sure that that they're successful. I think that they have to make sure that, that they can get some time in the pocket, that this guy's not just running around. Like Justin Fields can run 70 yards for a touchdown, but if he has to run on every single dropback, then your receivers are useless. Why the fuck do we run routes anyway? So I think that Skronsky is a big pick for them to shore up that offensive line. I like that pick. Now, I'm hurting because me personally, and I know you wouldn't just because I know how you feel about it, but I was slamming the table for Bijan Robinson at that pick just because, <laughs> like, I mean, Khalil Herbert is solid. And yeah. they also brought in Dante Foreman. Like, so they've got power running backs there. To me, though, Bijan would just be like that guy to where you've got DJ Moore, you've got Bijan Robinson, you've got Justin Fields. Like, you have a playmaker at each level for you. And Bijan's one of those dudes, man, to where he's going to come into the league and be a top five running back by the end of the next season. Like, he's absolutely just, behind he's almost got... any line. And so, for that reason, at number 10 for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm taking Bijan Robinson. Now, at number 10 for the Philadelphia Eagles, behind the single best offensive line in football last year, I think that that's a fucking slam dunk. I mean, this guy's not going to be a top five. Sanders. He's about to be the best running back in football. If he gets the, he's going to get the Zeke treatment. Remember when Zeke came into the league, he was running behind the absolute creme de la creme of an offensive line. They just had the rushing champ the year before, and then he, they said, bye, later, we're going to take this guy at four, and he's going to absolutely crush it. I think that that's a great pick. Bijan's going to fucking tear it up. Oh, and like what you said about Zeke, the Zeke treatment, like as after Miles Sanders leaves, so you've got Kenneth Gainwell there still. Did Who they bring, is a solid in, third down running back? They brought in Rashad back. Penny, didn't it? Yeah, they did. Okay. So maybe Bijan doesn't make too much sense here because some of I their disagree offensive still. linemen Rashad, are getting Rashad older, Penny. but... Rashad, Rashad Penny's Penny, on his way out, man. He's, he's so had some injury issues every I year. It's only like a one-year deal or so. It's not yep. very long. And I, you were at the Super Bowl last year, bro. And like you said, best offensive line. Like I don't know why you don't take Bijan here. It's a luxury pick. It is your first of two first-round draft picks. You have another first rounder at the end of the first round here. Like. Bijan Robinson would just 
everybody would be talking about it after the draft of holy shit draft this guy he's instantly one of the top running backs in fantasy like fucking do it now the tennessee titans have quite a few holes Uh, i think the biggest one being receiver i think houston's gonna be so fucking pissed at them because i think that they're hoping that jackson smith and jigba falls to him but i don't think that's gonna happen I think that he's going to go number 11, one pick before him. If they're smart, they're going to trade up because there's lots of people that are going to be looking to trade out from 6 all the way to 11 or all the way to 10. I think that Philly probably looks to trade out of this 10th pick and pick up more resources. Like, why the fuck not? We're the Super Bowl losers last year. Like, let's get more resources for next year or even for this draft. Like, let's get two guys in the second. It's not Houston that's pissed. It's Green Bay that's pissed two picks later. Oh, yeah, because there are another receiver is about to go. We know that someone's going to go at 12 at wide receiver. But, yeah, Jackson Smith is going 11. (laughs) <laughs> I, I like I like Jackson Smith at eleven a lot. They need wide receiver. They need O line, but you know, I get get playmakers in there. You just lost Robert Woods. He wasn't really on the field for you much last year. Traylon Burks has shown flashes, but he also wasn't able to really stay on the field. So get the top wide receiver in the draft, and I absolutely love it at that pick. Number twelve. They with the Houston Texans. At number two, I took Will Anderson Jr. I passed on the quarterback. We're not doing that at number 12. At number 12, he dropped to us, so we're going to go ahead and take him. We're going to take Anthony Richardson. He fell to us at number 12. It was all talks after the combine and everything about how he was going to go number four. He might go number one, be the next Cam Newton in Carolina. Holy shit. And the way the board fell here for us during this draft, if Anthony Richardson falls to the Houston Texans at 12 and they're able to get Will Anderson Jr. at two, they look like fucking geniuses. Because to me, you don't have a quarterback on the roster more talented than Anthony Richardson. So yes, he's probably going to beat out whoever's there and end up being the starter. So he may start earlier than need be. But with his running ability, and if you have a solid run game with Damian Pierce and a solid defense with D'Amico Ryans, and you figure he's going to try to bring that San Francisco system over there with stout defense, stout running game, I don't think you're really worried about Anthony Richardson being the prototypical quarterback the first year or two. So him at 12, that's the luxury pick for them. And like Anthony to me, Richardson guys- was a senior, right? I think he was a junior. Okay, so he he didn't he so he's not old. He's he's gonna be twenty two, um, maybe twenty one. So he he still has some time before like that's all gonna be. Yeah, he's twenty years old, about to be twenty one. Yeah, he'll be twenty one by the time the season starts. I and think I, that that's six four two forty four runs a four four like has an arm like a rocket like if you can just get the consistency down if you can get the play recognition down the play processing down like dude he absolutely like I've said it about Justin Fields too like they those dudes have all the ability to be absolute superstars in the league and Justin Fields is already up there like 
He hasn't shown it with the arm as much lately, but you get these guys that are electric. Lamar Jackson won an MVP. And granted, yeah, he had a great season passing-wise, but we've seen much better seasons passing-wise. And he wasn't even the top passer that year. But what he was able to do with his feet, like I said, I you, you're all you're going to be forced to rush him in, I think, too early. I think he does need to sit a year. But, man, dude, he fell to you at 12. You can get your quarterback of the future and the guy that solidifies your defense. I think the Texans are fucking cheering in that draft room. Agreed. Now, we all know that Green Bay uh, is going to be looking for receiver at this point. Uh, receiver or some sort of skill position. I think that they don't take receiver. I think that Green Bay has been sticking to their guns pretty hard that the year that they let Aaron Rodgers go that they don't just say oh look now we can get a receiver like that seems retarded I think that it's a lot more likely that they shore up their defense or maybe take one of these top tight ends um 13 still seems a little bit high though for the tight end yeah can I was looking at Kincaid at this spot as well and I I wouldn't be mad at it because you know i as far as pass catchers on the board, Kincaid's better than any receiver I think you would be able to get at this spot right now as far as value goes. But, man, Green Bay loves those fucking Georgia defensive line and linebackers, dude. Right? Like, and Nolan them. Smith just sitting there. You think that that's... And this is right at about Nolan Smith's sweet spot as far as like his projections go. Like, right yeah. at about pick 13. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Absolutely, that's that was you took the words out of my mouth. Uh, I mean, they definitely need defensive line help across the board. And like you said, this is right where they're starting to go. Who do you think uh, Patriots take at fourteen? So is that the pick you're going, Nolan Smith at thirteen for the Packers? Yeah. All right. Uh, they're not taking a receiver. We know that. Like they're not, they don't take receivers in the first round. They'll see who's still in there in the second yeah, that they like, no, and they'll take that. I agree. So for the Patriots, Patriots to me are really simple because they're meat and potatoes. Like they're just going to pick the best guy for the best need. And mo more than likely it's in the box. It's either in the trenches, a linebacker, probably not a running back, but I don't think they look to replace Mac Jones here because the only quarterback left on the board worth taking is Hendon Hooker. I think they go Paris Johnson Jr. here. I think they take the top offensive tackle on the board. Bill loves just getting these offensive tackles like Isaiah Wynn and, you know, just all these dudes. He Trent Williams, all these guys, he just turns them into stars. And Paris Johnson Jr., top tackle on the board, and rightfully so. I mean, he's just a hell of an athlete at offensive tackle. So that's what they're doing. Not a flashy pick, but it's one of those picks that just helps your franchise in the future. And it's that pick that says, Hey Aaron, welcome to the fucking AFC East bitch. I know that you want tackle. So guess what? I'm going to take a tackle one pick before you guys, because you had to trade that first round pick, didn't you? So I think that you're definitely right. They absolutely go tackle. I think that the jets have some needs at other positions. Uh, who's the tight end that they had last year that was starting to kill it? They've got a, uh, who is it? Uh, was it Kellen Moore? 
Tomlinson? Like no. Uh, Tomlinson and uh, they got CJ Uzoma over from Cincinnati. Gotcha. Well, Uzoma's actually pretty decent. He he was okay with Cincinnati. Never really a playmaker. I don't know. I don't think that they take tight end then. It looks no, like they're probably going to go. Conklin. Conklin. Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin. He, he looked solid last year. And uh, yeah, I, tight, I don't think, I mean, tight end for me at this pick would be fuck it. Let's just get Aaron Rodgers, just another weapon for the team here. But with all the injuries they had last year and everything, and their defense to me is perfectly fine. Like, I, everything I've seen, every projection, it just is a matter of who's there. I think it's offensive tackle at this spot. I think me. it's Broderick Jones from Georgia. At this point, he's Agreed. the highest. It's either him or Darnell Wright from Tennessee. I think that they go with the the bigger guy from Georgia. Uh, I mean, look at that fucking it's still offensive a little line last high year. for Darnell still. Like I, I, you know, I I could see them maybe taking, but to me, I I go with the guy like you said, the Georgia pedigree. Georgia's been fucking just churning them out here the past couple of years. He's been to a national championship the past couple of years, so he's just used to that winning style. Like, I agree. Broderick Jones, to me, just makes the most sense. Now, this next pick has been a big debate on a lot of people saying that they think that they're going to go quarterback here and maybe take someone like Hendon Hooker, let him sit behind a year. I think that that's fucking crazy. Ron Rivera would be able to look into the future of next year. I think he sees the quarterback class next year and where they're potentially going to be picking if they can't make the playoffs and is a little bit more excited about that. But what do you think Agreed. they do? Yeah, I don't I don't think quarterbacks like I said Hendon Hooker's the only guy left on the board <coughs> here and to, for me I don't think, you know, he's with his age, you know, if he was about 3 years younger, okay, absolutely pull the trigger, but yeah, I I don't know. For me, they need a guard. They need a center. They need linebacker. I think it's too rich still for any of those positions as far as, you know, who's available. Honestly, I think this could be a spot here just because of who they have starting there currently and his injury history the last couple of years. I think this is a spot here where Dalton Kincaid could come off the board. I like that a lot. He was the most athletic, like, freaking beast during the combine. So a lot of people are saying Michael Mayer's the best, like, all-around tight end for being able to block, catch the ball, and doing everything. But he's not very quick. And this other guy is, like, two inches taller and faster and stronger, and he just looks like he's going to beat people up. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, like, he's kind of not... I, he's gonna be better but like athletic wise like he's kind of gonna give you what logan thomas gives you just better blocking because he's played tight end logan thomas played quarterback in college like so dalton kincaid for me like yeah you have other needs but like i said for what there's at value i don't see you're gonna start a first year starter next year why not get him a safety blanket and your receivers are set. Your running back is solid. Like to me, like just get that offense right and build the you know rest of your O line and your depth there with your other picks. So Dalton Kincaid there, 
I have a very high hope of who you'll take here for the Steelers at number 17. I'm not going to say it. I just hope you notice him on the board and you put two and two together. So, you know, they obviously need some defensive back help, right? And you've got Deontay Banks is the higher rated guy out of Maryland, but he's not really the prototypical guy. If you look at Joey Porter's like just pure measurables, I mean, six foot two, hundred and ninety three. He, I think he was a senior because he's about to be twenty three. <clears throat> do it, God, I mean, do it. Your, there, his, I don't think that Joey Porter lasts this. I don't think that he lasts this far. Honestly, I mean, he being with how good Patrick Sertain and Asante Samuel and all these guys, like these legendary athletes, offspring are coming in by the same name and just absolutely taking the league by storm someone's gonna be excited about joey porter and and pull the trigger on him earlier like someone's gonna have to it's a position of need it's lineage it's oh they're definitely taking him if he goes here like then joey porter jr is now becoming a pittsburgh Steeler, and everybody's happy becomes the number one selling jersey in pittsburgh like holy shit dude yeah maybe maybe even like league wide for a little while I can't explain how happy that makes me. Yeah. Because that's what I would have done here. You passed on Bijan for the Bears and then completely redeemed yourself at number 17. (laughs) All right. So Motor City, Dan on the board here at pick number 18. Their first pick at number six, I went with Devin Witherspoon for, you know, defensive back there, corner, handled the outside for him. Yeah. So uh, I'm going offense here for this next pick, and it's been projected in a lot of mocks, but it makes complete sense to me. You just got rid of TJ Hawkinson. Your wide receivers are virtually set right now because of the youth you have. This is where Michael Mayer goes. You get that tight end. He projects a lot to TJ Hawkinson just minus the speed because TJ Hawkinson's just a hell of an athlete out there. Yeah, but he gives you the blocking. He gives you the sure hands. He's just that guy, Jason Witten. Like that to me, that's what Michael Mayer his ceiling is. Jason Witten, just move the chains, red zone target, sure handed, fifty five catches for six hundred and fifty yards and eight touchdowns. Like that's what he's gonna give you out of the gate. Like michael mayer at this pick to me just makes a lot of sense you give jared goff that tight end after losing tj and just keep that team hungry and aggressive i couldn't say it better myself i mean everyone thinks it's gonna happen the guy's a a legend you know the head coach is a, a great tight end from his own day so He's obviously looking to fill the position with someone that fills the position. This guy's the prototypical guy. He's just not as fast in everything about Dalton Kincaid. I think that the Bucks have so many holes to fill that it's virtually impossible for them to fuck up this pick. Like, it has to be. I mean, there's, you just, whichever person is the highest rated person at the position of need for them, they've got so many positions of need. Um, Going off of that, it would be Kalijah Cansey from uh, Pittsburgh. Average draft position is about 18.6. I like uh, that. It's between that and Brian Branch for the safety from Alabama. I think that 
they're definitely going to go interior offense or defensive line at this point. So Kalijah Kansi just it it's a better position to take in the first round, right? He's a it, great athlete for an interior defensive lineman. Like he's a great athlete. Like I I like that pick a lot. Like the the Bucks have a shit ton of needs. And yes. so for me it's just there's a lot of players that you could take and make a case for, but Kalijah, he's the safe pick. Like you're just getting an athlete, taking a guy of value at 19 because he honestly probably could go a little higher just depending on, you know, how teams rate him and stuff. So I like that pick a lot. Seattle, pick number 20. You took CJ Stroud for them at number five because he just kind of fell into their laps and, you know, luxury pick. So at number 20, I think this is where they start to look at filling a need there. And I think their DB core is fine. I think their linebackers are fine. They need defensive line. And I think Miles Murphy falling to them here at 20. Because earlier in the season, you know, he was rated as a, a top 10 pick. Like, and he's fallen a little bit. So this is a right about where he's projected going in mock drafts here, right? recently and i think you know you took cj stroud just get your defense a pass rusher because a pass rusher is really what you've been lacking and i think miles murphy for them would be just a great solid pick because i you can make a case for darnell Wright, but i think their interior line is what needs the most work and you could also make a case maybe for a guy like jordan addison just to because tj lock or yeah Lockett's Tyler not Lockett. getting yeah, Tyler Lockett's not getting any younger. So I mean you can make the case there, but I'm going Miles Murphy with this pick. On top of that, someone like Addison makes he's gonna equate to a good slot receiver in the NFL. So him being able to go inside while Lockett continues to go outside early on in the career, I mean could be a potential. Now the Dolphins pick is forfeited. So it was supposed to be 22. I don't know why it's coming up now. It seems weird because this is only this is technically pick 21. Technically, aren't the Chargers supposed to be picking before us? And then we would have been picking, and then it was the Ravens. But whatever. So the Dolphins yeah, forfeited the uh, next pick. Let's let's talk about that real just real quick. You know, we're Dolphins fans. We don't have it, so let's just hypothesize here. It, the Dolphins have this pick right here. You know, tight end, offensive lineman. I'm looking, I think they would take Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle from Tennessee, because holy fuck, do they need it. Or, man, Dolphins fans would really be wanting Darnell Washington from Georgia. Yeah, that's the one that everyone would... Uh... Yeah, Darnell that's... Wright's the safe pick that's like, I can't get mad at it because it makes sense, but like oh, we could have fucking had Darnell Washington. Like, it's just one of those, like, you just feel like it's going to bite you in the ass. So uh, there's that. We talked about it. Oh, first round. All right. Here's the pick 51. All right. So, uh, yeah, you're on the clock with the L.A. Chargers. I've seen a lot of mocks here with them taking wide receiver just because of, you know, Mike Williams isn't getting any younger. Keenan Allen definitely isn't getting any younger. And, you know, Palmer and Guyton are solid guys behind them. But, I mean, wh what do you think they're going here? Because I could see a lot of different stuff. 
So the other big one, I think, is the cornerback position. I think that right now, if you look at the better position, not based off of like the need, but off of like what is available, that Deontay Banks from Maryland is kind of a steal right here compared to reaching for Jordan Addison or Quentin Johnson. I think that neither of these guys is going to be able to even start for their team right away. So like Quentin Johnson could be the next like thing, right? That's what everyone's hoping for. I don't think that he really is. He didn't even run the 40 time during the combine. I'm, I'm afraid of his speed he's, in the NFL. He's got fast play speed. Like I would say he, if he were to run, it would have been low four, like four fours. Like it would have been four, four, eight, four, four, nine, maybe four, five. But like he, he did look fast on film, especially like for his height. His problem for me is drops. So like, I do understand like the passing on it and they have Mike Williams, they have Keenan Allen. So exactly. It's like, don't bring in another big body guy. So I, like, I love the Deontay Banks pick. Because it's like if they took Jameer Gibbs right now, even though they have fucking Eckler, like what the fuck does that make any sense? Well, yeah, Jameer said, Gibbs if is they awesome. If were to do that, that screams we're trading Austin Eckler. Exactly. Like that, Eckler's traded in the next next breath. But yeah, I, I like yeah. Deontay Banks here. I think that it like fills that. a position they need for him. I like that a lot because, you know, J.C. Jackson, you know, great player, but wasn't really able to stay on the field. And when he was, he just kind of looked like out of sync, out of whack. I mean, new team, new scheme. Like, I, I don't know what it was, but, yeah, I like that pick a lot. Just sure up that defense a little more. And Let Asante Herbert... Samuel already looks like a superstar yes. in the making. So now yes. you're, like, you're you're kind of building that depth in a young way that, at that position. Yeah, no, I, I like that pick a lot there. So moving on, pick number 22, Baltimore Ravens on the clock. We're just going to, I guess, assume Lamar Jackson's on the team here. Uh, so there's that. I think this could be a spot here where, you know, looking at edge, let's, what do we got on the board here for edge? What do we got? What do we got? Lucas Van Ness could be a possibility. Like he just screams like that type of AFC North, like style of football. I could also see a guy maybe like Will McDonald, but it is a little early for him in my opinion. Um, I wide receiver maybe for them, but I don't know how much they really value those first round wide receivers. I mean, they don't really take them very often. Like they took Rashad Bateman in the first round a couple of years ago, but I mean Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, I uh, just seems like a. Ravens type of wide receiver guy like big that's what body. I'm thinking like so he's he's yeah. got the we're, we're going Quentin Johnson there for the, the shiftiness so right like that. yeah that that's like that's where he, he lives and I think that him and Rashad Bateman being able to be opposite with OBJ on the field at the same time like all three of them could create a little three-headed monster what the receiving core was last year well, like his catch radius exactly on top of that, with how much receiver help they needed because of all the injuries that they constantly have at the position, why not fill up your stock a little bit? You're trying to make Lamar happy without paying him. The only way to make him happy is going to be to fill him up with like some receivers, tight ends, running backs, people to help take the load off of him. So I think Quentin Johnson's a great pick there. 
Yeah, I like I said, for he's just one of those guys. Like I don't know if it's because he played at TCU, so he was in the purple and black, but he just screams like a Ravens type of wide receiver there. So yeah, Quentin Johnson going there, helping that offense out a little bit. So uh, you're on the clock next with Minnesota at pick number twenty three. So <clears throat> we know that Minnesota is definitely going to be looking. Um, I think that they need to fucking help out uh, your boy Jay Jettas. Like whenever they yeah, let KJ Osborne Thielen like, go, James, when Thielen was out last year though, KJ Osborne like looked like a dude. Like Kirk Cousins trust him. Like I I absolutely understand the picket wide receiver. I'm not gonna give you any hate if you take one here. Like because I completely get it. Uh, but to me, I don't know how much they're like. Oh shit! Like do we need to take a wide receiver here? But I mean, then again, I don't know what their board looks like. Like when Justin Jefferson just fell in their laps because the Eagles took Jalen Rager before him. Exactly. They ran to the table. So, I mean, Jordan Addison or some other dude could be that guy for them. And I do agree. They need another point, playmaker. Only two have of come off the Jefferson. board. I think that that's the biggest thing is that only two receivers have come off the board in 22 picks. And I think it makes sense because I don't think these receivers are as good as what we've had the last few years. Not at all. I mean, that's why it's been so many at least at corners, edge, exactly. There's been a lot of other positions that have been seen. I mean, we've already taken two tight ends at this point. A lot of tackles have gone. Like, these, these positions are supposed to go in the first round. I think that whenever you look at players like Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers, like, those are the two, like, top guys – Zay Flowers, I've seen just fucking creeping up so many boards. And with a team like... You've already got Justin Jefferson on one side. Like, I think that, like, drawing all of the attention away, that someone like Zay Flowers could be really special. Like, the guy was fucking I, quick. I like that pick a lot. Like... Yeah, it might be a little early for him, but like you said, to compliment Jefferson and KJ Osborne, like he's just that small, shifty playmaker. He's a hell of a route runner. Like yep. he's Miami bred kid. He trains he's down there five in Florida foot with nine. perform. He's small as fuck. That's, like let's let's that's, agree. Now but... that's the issue, is he breaks the mold because I believe in the last like twenty-five years, there hasn't been a wide receiver drafted in the first round under five foot ten that hasn't ran a four three or lower. Like Jalen Waddle is yeah. five foot nine. He absolutely runs a four three, like exactly. a four three seven, four three five, whatever it is. It's a four three. Like Zay Flowers clocked in at a four four. Now, to me, in NFL, especially as a slot guy, really, how many breakaway chances do you get to exactly. really have to use that speed? So his route running and his shiftiness, I I love the pick of Zay Flowers there. If that's if that's where they go, I love that pick. Yeah, I think that. Jordan Addison is, is going to be very good. I just don't think that he can provide in that same way. And because they already have a number one, they're not looking for someone like that. Now, Zay Flowers could end up in a couple of years if they don't re-sign Justin Jefferson because he doesn't want to play for them. 
then he could end up being their guy. But I think that that's a, a great way for them to go right now. What about uh, Jacksonville? Jacksonville, pick number 24. I think this is a great spot. I've been eyeballing this one as he's been falling here. I think this is where Brian Branch goes. I think they get the top safety off the board. You just get a playmaker for your defense. You know, you Alabama guys, so you kind of project that he's going to come in and be the captain of that back half. To me, it's one of those, like, edge that's on the board right now i don't really lucas van ness maybe like but i don't know how much edge is really a need for them and they did add some offensive line here in the off season so brian branch for me is just kind of like the hey we're shoring up our defense you know we're making sure we're not allowing teams to put up 27 30 points on us that we have to come back from so get a captain on that back half and move on I think the Giants have a really easy decision to make. Uh, they need a fucking receiver, like, super bad. I think Jordan Addison's still being here. If if Jordan Addison's not here and it's Zay Flowers, I think that they're a little bit hosed because Zay Flowers isn't going to be able to provide the same thing that they want. But Jordan Addison falling to them at 25 is just absolutely perfect. I, I think you made a good point about Zay Flowers already going because if Addison goes first... They took Wandale Robinson last year. Exactly. So, like, they're not looking for, like, you know, Zay Flowers in his play style. Like, Jordan Addison's not the biggest guy, but Slayton and Sterling Shepard, they're, you know, getting up there as far as how many years they've been in the league. So, to me, Addison is kind of like that Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton mold of, you know, just that play style. So if he's there, I, I absolutely love that pick. Like, their defense was solid last year. Don't really see anything here that they would take. And the offense, they, they need a center. So, I mean, I don't really, I don't see it, that value here for sure. So, Jordan Addison, that's a great pick for them at 25. Now, Dallas Cowboys, pick number 26. Austin, I know you say you don't really listen to the pod if you don't record it because you're an asshole. But I'm going to tell you to listen to this pod because we're giving you Jameer Gibbs. Oh, think, shit, dog. I think you lose Ezekiel Elliott and, you know, you're on the fence about bringing him back. Tony Pollard's taking the <laughs> reins. And I think you bring in a guy here that just is has the ability to just take the top off. Like, to me, his play style is kind of like Tony Pollard, but he's much faster. And Jameer is just the type of guy that can, you know, some Tony goes down or Tony's coming back from this ACL injury that he had in the playoffs here. So, I mean, he's not going to be ready at the start of the season. So I absolutely, I think Jameer Gibbs here, Jerry Jones would absolutely take the guy. He loves those, you know, SEC, Big Ten, like Big 12. He loves the power five guys. And I think Jameer Gibbs just performing at Alabama like he did, just hell of a fucking athlete. And Jerry loves like the splash pick. He loves the running backs, the wide receivers, the quarterbacks. Like yep. so he loves Jameer to be a Gibbs, story. Austin, you get your running back. It's not Bijan, but you still get Jameer Gibbs, and he's gonna look dope if he comes in and rocks that zero. 
Now, Buffalo's picking at 27, um, positions of need. I think cornerback's a pretty big one. Emmanuel Forbes is a little bit of a stretch, just kind He's of reaching. Tiny. Yeah, he's he, tiny, but bro, he is a dog, man. Like if he's <clears throat> if Emmanuel Forbes was five foot eleven, he actually is five foot eleven. No, nah, that's. A oh, I'm sorry, he's six foot one based off of uh, PFF. Yeah, no, that. But the okay, biggest thing no, that they no, say no, 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 is his the, muscle mass. It, no, yeah, it's not his height. My bad, it's not his height. If he was a hundred. And eighty-five pounds. Yeah, <laughs> like it wouldn't 166? be a problem. Like, I've had, clock, I've had shits issue, bigger than that. Like, come bro, on, man. His issue: he came in as a freshman to Mississippi State at one sixty-five. He clocked in at the combine at one sixty-six. Like, how do you only put on a pound in four years in college or three <laughs> years? Also, though, when he got to the combine. He clocked in, or at, to the pro day, he clocked in at about 170. So, you know, he put on a little bit of weight. You figure hey, you NFL, NFL weight training, NFL diet, maybe can get up to about 175, pushing maybe 180, because, I mean, dude's I, like Kevin Durant out here, but he is a <laughs> dog, dude. Like Him he, and Devonta Smith need to just start fucking working out together, maybe eating together, and just beefing up together. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys are amazing athletes now, but i will throw it out there what do you because just because i mean i know he'll probably go at some point in here and he is the top guy on the board but i mean do you think this would be a spot for the bills for a guy like jack campbell the middle linebacker out of iowa it i know it'd probably be a little early for him but they lost tremaine edmonds like they've just they've got to sure up that defense a little bit i mean yeah, so you you know you mentioned Emmanuel Forbes there, so that's still defense. But I think the, another one would be Mozzie Smith uh, from Michigan, uh, defensive interior guy, big big guy, uh, looking at six foot three, three hundred twenty three pounds, like just behemoth. So he's a nose tackle type. They absolutely need somebody to kind of like they've got Von Miller coming around the outside, like they're they. Tremaine Edmonds did well for them, but honestly never was worth the first-round pick. I think that taking somebody like Jack Campbell in the first round, six foot five, two 249, but not exactly high athleticism, his floor isn't going to be enough, I don't think. I think that taking someone like Emmanuel Forbes at least, like you're not helping out with your pass rush, you're not really helping out with like your run stop, but you are picking up an athletic piece on the outside and with what they're going to have to deal with this year with Garrett Wilson, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, like it's, they, they need someone like this. They need an athlete that's going to be able to keep up with these guys. So I think Emmanuel Forbes does help them with some position in need. And in a league with Patrick Mahomes, you can never have enough guys that will stop the pass and that can catch the pass. Like, exactly. Agreed. Emmanuel Forbes, love the pick. Now, this pick for the Bengals coming up at 28, I hate myself for what I'm about to do because it's going to make their team just so much better. But 
you look at what the Bengals have been able to do on offense and you look at Jamar Chase, you look at T Higgins and they're just playoff contenders the last every year with Joe Burrow right now. And for me, I, I'm the GM for the Bengals. I'm taking Darnell Washington. Joe Burrow needs help on that offensive line blocking. You help him a little bit here with a tight end that is fucking six foot seven, six foot eight, and does have good blocking skills to be, he's another extra offensive tackle out there in the run game and to be able to chip and leak out there. And for me, you're adding Darnell Washington to that offense with a quarterback like Joe Burrow. Holy fucking shit. Like, that I, I hate it because of being a team in the AFC as a fan. Like like I said, it just makes them that much stronger. But uh, they brought in Ish Smith Jr. And yeah, he was projected well out of Alabama and he's got some skills. But Darnell Washington, man, like I'm just really, really high on him. And back into the first round, you're able to get that fifth year option for him down the road. So yeah. This is where uh, he's going to go at number 28 overall to Cincinnati. Now, I think uh, at this point we see the first player off Iowa come off the board for the Saints. Uh, Lucas Van Ness fills a big position and needed defensive line. He's also a pretty highly touted player, average draft position 19. To be able to get him at 29 at this point is kind of a bit of a steal. So I think that that fills up what they need. Uh, and then like they, they need interior offensive line help, but that's, this isn't the time to take Osiris Torrance or one of these guys. Like it's still, it's kind of early. I think that that's the other option for him is the guard out of, uh, Florida, but I don't think that they go there. I think that they f- fill up that defensive hole. I like that pick. This is right at about where I think, you know, Lucas Vanessa's value is like, he a lot of drafts had him early on going in like the top 10 and i mean he's good like he has a hell of a power move when he rips inside but yeah i him going at this spot hell of a value sure up that defense a little bit like you said osiris torrance would not be a bad pick here for them at all so i mean i like you going there with van ness because that allows me to take osiris torrance <laughs> for the eagles at number 30 because which is huge for them huge because their offensive line you said it's the best in the league but the a good handful of those guys are pushing 30 here and so you get a guy like Osiris in there and you know you took Bijan in the at number 10 overall you're taking Osiris here you're just shoring up that offensive line even more and you're ready to make another Super Bowl run this next season now Kansas City uh a lot of our teams are showing them as a need at wide receiver. And I, that just doesn't make any sense. They I lost that, Juju. Well, the fact that they have Patrick Mahomes means that they're never, ever going to need at wide receiver ever again. Travis Kelsey wants Zay Flowers to fall to them at this spot. Very I badly. Bet. I fucking bet, dude. Well, cause he sees his boy Tyreek in him a little bit, you know, he might yeah. not be as fast. No, he down an the interview field, came but... out with them earlier today, a clip of it. And he was talking about Zay and his route running and stuff. And he wants Zay to fall to them very much. And I, I agree. I mean, I do think wide receiver is a need for them because. They've the got Kadarius Tony head, and Sky Moore. Yeah. 
And so for me, like Josh Downs, I don't know if this is a spot for him. I, I if they took so. him, I wouldn't be mad at him. Like, okay, good job. I think this would be a spot here for uh, just me personally throwing stuff out there. I think this is a spot for a guy like Will McDonald or Felix and Dookie Uzoma from the edge out of Kansas State. Just, they took Karloftis last year, and they had a really good draft class on the defense. And to me, it's like, you know, your offense with Patrick Mahomes is it's kind of like the Brady effect. Like it's always going to be productive. And Pacheco was like a hell of a steal for him there. Yes. Last year. So, I mean, I don't know how I, I can see him going wide receiver. If the right guy is there, I don't know if Josh Downs is the right guy. I don't know if a I don't guy think like so. Edric Tillman out of Tennessee is the Jaylen right guy. Jalen Hyatt. Like Jalen, are we going to reach on Jalen Hyatt? Like Jalen Hyatt was impressive, but again, six yeah. foot one seventy six. Like, well, that's a I guy that this... you're looking at go routes. Like, yeah, and so yeah, for me, I Mahomes I has know. the like arm said, for it, but and Josh pick, Downs is the same but... thing. I, I I was thinking the same thing that you said. Will McDonald is the highest um, valued player at this point that's still on the board that fills a position in need. Their defensive line is pretty diminished at this point because. Of uh, well, Chris Jones Frank getting, Clark and, and, and Chris, Chris Jones, Jones is, is getting like, up there, and he needs some fucking help. So I think someone like Will McDonald uh, does come in and he starts to produce right away. He's going to start at some point early on in his rookie year, and uh, that makes it easy. Nice little end. All right, to the mock so draft. it man, I love what we just put out here because. I, I'm going to keep this so that way we can look at it as we go. Whenever uh, we record, we're going to give you all a live ep uh, episode after the first round on Thursday night. We're going to record during that draft. We're going to give live reactions, you know, during the picks, and we're going to put that episode out there for you and, you know, kind of give a rundown of how many out of 31 picks did we hit on as far as either matching up a player to a team or matching up a player to a pick spot. So that's going to be really exciting. Just a quick recap here on what we gave you. Bryce Young did the Panthers at number one. Will Anderson did the Texans at number two. Jalen Carter to the Cardinals at number three. Will Levis going over C.J. Stroud to the Colts at number four. C.J. Stroud dropped to the Seahawks at number five. They snatched him up. Devin Witherspoon to the Lions at number six. Another corner, Christian Gonzalez going to the Vegas Raiders at number seven. Tyree Wilson, the edge out of Texas Tech, going to Atlanta. Peter Scronzi, the tackle out of Northwestern, going to Chicago. Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas, going to Philadelphia. Check back in and rewind for all the other picks. I'm not going to sit here and list all those out there for you because, holy shit, that's a lot of breath. <laughs> yeah, we already but, just did 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, you got it. Appreciate you we'll guys sticking around. up on this the Twitter, too, for everyone. Awesome. I love doing this mock draft. And like I said, looking at it, this looks – if the, it came out and you told me this was the first round of the draft, I would absolutely believe you. Like, you're a fortune teller, so – we're about to see how we do well. We're going to post this image on, uh, you know, the old tweeter. So uh, Elon Musk can take a look at it and see if we are uh, needed there on the Twitter streets to help out. So hit us up on Twitter at profootball underscore pod. Coach at coach underscore PFP. Find myself at Hulk underscore PFP. 
Austin's bitch ass is at Austin underscore PFP. And, uh, you know, appreciate you guys hanging out. Tune in later this week for that uh, draft recap episode. And uh, we'll see you later. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.